Well, hello, everyone. I am Matt Williamson. You will probably be listening to this while I am cruising from Pittsburgh to Indianapolis on Monday. That's going to be a travel day for me. So this I am recording over the weekend for you. Uh, do me a favor, hit the uh, the share, the subscribe, all that good stuff on YouTube, all the different outlets. I am at Williamson NFL. Started that u- new YouTube page. Appreciate you to go check that out as well. Only one big thing has really happened since we talked last, and that was the, well, sort of two. The release of Mason Cole and the NFL salary cap up went up a massive amount, a massive amount. Teams know this stuff, though. They have an inkling. They don't know the exact number, but they know going in that it's going to go up a fair amount or they're, they're in the ballpark. But my take on Cole being released, I'm not at all shocked. He didn't block very well. He didn't snap very well. Um, but my take on that situation is he was very popular. He was very respected. He was great with the media. He was considered one of the offensive leaders, which isn't what you want from not your best players. But that being said, it sounds like he was a really good dude. Well, still is, but, and they want to get him out on the market for his own good as soon as possible, get as much attention as he can, that sort of thing. Sorry, it didn't work out here, but we're going to part ways. Now, my spidey sense tells me, and I've kind of been pushing this way too, that I think they will sign a center and not go to the draft center needy. Now, this is a real Kevin Colbert thing, but it's also not unique amongst GMs and team builders that rarely would you see the Steelers go into the draft with a flat-out hole at a position. They can usually line up and play before the draft starts with a respectable roster, enough holes to fill. You don't want to have to get something in the draft. If you do, great. If it falls that way, great. But it makes me think they're going to spend some money at center. And there's several names, but the two to know are Connor Williams from Miami and Lloyd Cushenberry from Denver. They're the two best on the market. Williams is coming off a serious injury he suffered in November, but who am I to say when he'll be ready? I don't know that. Both are ascending players. You know, Williams was a tackle at Texas, and then he went to the Cowboys. He was a guard there, and good, and then really found himself last year at center for Miami. Cushenberry's been ascending every year. He's still pretty young, coming off his first contract. He would be a Siamalu-like foundational lineman for you. So those are the two names to know. There's four or five others out there that would certainly be upgrades. But I think it's because of this reason is you don't want to go in. I think there's three centers in this draft that you'd love to have. Of course, Powers Johnson from Oregon. But the Rams just released their center and their other center is a free agent. They are a scary team that could grab a center before you're on the clock. And I don't want to trade up for a center. Jacksonville's a scary team that could. I said trading up for center, maybe Miami would jump in front of the Steelers to get them. I mean, there's four or five potential pitfall spots where you can't just assure yourself that Powers Johnson will be there at 20. I think it's a little early for Duke center, who is a tackle turn center. That's a projection. Barton, he's a really good player, but I think he's an end of round one type of guy. I don't want to take him at 20. I really don't think he'd be there in the second round. So that's a tough one to navigate without question. 
And the last one is someone you're probably familiar with too, is WVU center Frazier, who I like a lot. Some people even mocked him to the end of the first round though. You know, to, he's not a top 20 player for me. And I don't know that you can just sit back and assume that he'll be there in the second round, because if you don't, then you're in trouble. And I just don't think there's any other centers in this draft from what I know right now are upgrades, guys you really want to build around. So those three are not, you don't want to just go into things saying, if we don't get Powers Johnson, it's a failure and we're going to be bad at center. I mean, that's just bad business. So I think they will be proactive on the center market. And this move kind of tells me that. I thought they might hang on to Cole, at least to the draft, to, you know, swing for the fences for one of these rookies. But I am leaning the other way now. BetOnline is your number one source for odds, stats, trends, and lines with everything from point spreads to hundreds of player performance props with dozens of odds, props, and info on hundreds of sports, events, politics, and entertainment. You can access the world's best wagering information anytime from your desktop or mobile device. Head to BetOnline today to stay updated on all the action. BetOnline, the game starts here. Okay, so did some other digging on overthecap.com that I thought you might find interesting that I'm just going to dig these up here. Okay, so the Steelers have 13.4% of their snaps from last year. All the, all the snaps combined, a little over 13% of those snaps are hitting free agency this year. You might be like, is that big? Is that little? Is that middle of the road? That's the lowest percentage in the NFL. They're losing the least of what they relied on, potentially. It doesn't mean they can't bring some of these guys back, of course. The lowest percentage in the NFL. Some things I found here on overthecap.com. They are only losing 2.7%, potentially losing. Free agency might take these people away. Just 2.7% of their offensive snaps played last year. They're set to hit free agency. Not only is that the lowest percentage in the league, the next lowest in the league is the Panthers at 9%. So they're by far potentially losing the least in free agency. Now, they just cut Cole. He, he had played a ton of snaps. They're going to probably cut Allen Robinson. Doesn't mean they're going to run back the same guys. But dudes that are set to be free agents, they're like, nothing's coming up. I mean, it's a, it's a real oddity. How about this? I think we've talked, I know we've talked about this to some degree before, but on a per snap basis, on the offensive side of the ball, only the Packers were younger than the Steelers last year. Very, very young. On defense, though, only five teams were older than the Steelers. Now, it is important to note that Patrick Peterson, who may or may not be back, led the team, led the defense in number of snaps. It's not what you want, but what if he wasn't there? You know what I mean? There's kind of a catch-22 with that. So I thought that was very interesting as well. They're quite old on defense, quite young on offense. Along those lines, 
the Steelers had over 5,300 defensive snaps played by players 30 years or older. Only the Eagles had more. A lot of snaps from Peterson, from Hayward, etc. Thought that was noteworthy. There's some extremes here. Um, I found this really interesting, too, when looking at Steeler cap stuff. In terms of money guaranteed to players on the team, well, not even players on the team. It could be dead money. The Steelers don't have much dead money. But in terms of future full guaranteed money, you know, like TJ Watt has some guaranteed money. You know, Deshaun Watson is has $64 million of guaranteed money this year and the following year. You know, this to give you some idea. The Steelers just have over slightly over 19 million of future full guarantees. That's the lowest number in the league, too. You know, like it just gives them so much freedom. You know, like they have nothing really guaranteed compared to the rest of the league in terms of money that they owe or in contracts. So, again, I thought that was really interesting. There are some. Anomaly, or you know, they're they're on the extreme with a lot of their salary cap and age stuff. I mean, they only have thirteen potential UFAs. That's thirty first in the league. Um, they what they're projected to get on the open market. Those thirty guys or those guys, thirteen guys, are the lowest amount of money in the league. You know, so it's a good way to start. You know, I mean, it'd be be great if. You got more out of those dudes leaving, but they were a lot of rentals and cheap dudes and not foundational core pieces. All right. I thought that was fun. I'll be reporting back from the Combine on Tuesday. Take care.